Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Pete's here. Uh, we're going to talk Wolves first segment. And then we're going to talk the passing of Richard Lewis. Segment number two, Richard leaving us at 76. Amazing career. If you just follow on Twitter, the love for Richard Lewis was unending. The Richard Lewis and Larry David clips, I'm exaggerating zero. I probably watched 50 of them yesterday uh, laughing and just feeling so sad that Richard Lewis has left us. So when we get to segment two and we talk more Richard Lewis, I want you to tell me um, through a text, 651-461-9226, when someone passed, they were on a show which you loved. And there's no show I love more than Curb Your Enthusiasm. After watching the clips, I'm further convinced there is no doubt it's the greatest show in television history. But when a character from the show in real life passed away, and it, 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 you felt sad about it. You don't know them. You just know their work. You love their work. You felt sad. And also, a combo people who just were so good together, as Larry David and Richard Lewis were. So you want to chime in on that, 651-461-9226. But we'll start with hoops. Um, You know, it wasn't a a flu game. It wasn't a playoff game. It was kind of a meaningless Memphis game, which was going nowhere. Uh, Most of the players were playing lousy. And Anthony Edwards, at some point in the third quarter, Pete said, all right, I'm just going to win this game on my own. Uh, offensively and defensively, and he did that last night. And it was just another reminder of how good he is now and uh, all of us wondering how good he might be in the next year or two. Yeah, man, he was, uh, he was, he was special. You know, he's part of the reason why they weren't good early and why it was kind of a bad game to start. You know, it's like he, he gets uh, kind of tunnel vision and the ball gets sticky oh, yeah. and it doesn't move and – and you know he's 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 all these things all at once. Like he's he's like this incredible ball stopper that can that can kind of clog up the offense sometimes. Um, and then he's the greatest offensive weapon since Michael Jordan. You know, like he's he's unstoppable. Like he he had whatever he had nine points in the first quarter. He had zero points in the second quarter. And he has seventeen third or whatever. Like it's like this this it's a juggernaut. And you know you know. Uh, Chris Finch calls him a home run hitter. 
uh, he has these boomlets of scoring that are just, it's just awesome to see Chad. And I feel so lucky to sit here and watch them. I know that you and I used to talk about this, even back when it was happening, when we watched Kevin Garnett and how lucky we felt to be able to watch really a generational talent. I mean, he was one of the great players yes. of his generation. We knew it at the time mm-hmm. when it was happening. And I feel that same way about Ant. Well, it, it's interesting you say it. And, you know, when people talk historically about great players, obviously MJ comes up right at the top of the list. And I don't think it can be downplayed how how much Phil Jackson truly helped Michael. Now, was Michael amazing his first four or five years? Of course he was. He just, he was, and he was such a spectacular defensive player. But, man, the ball stopped in his hands a lot. It, it, it just did. And where I push back, like, if you tell me who's a better historical player, I'm taking Duncan over Kobe. And Kobe's one of the ten best players of all time. But Kobe, I still think there was a little too much selfish, selfishness of Kobe if we're judging him in the pantheon, okay? So that's why on that point that you just mentioned, for Ant to be uh, the 11th best player in the game or the 7th best player, maybe the 3rd best player in the game or the best, that is going to have to be lowered noticeably. Where it can't be just, you know, one of every five games, he's just too sticky with it. Like, it's a given. He's just going to be one of the best players in the game in the next seven, eight years. But I'm not talking. If he's going to be near the top, Jim, he's got a, he's that to me offensively is by far the biggest area where he needs to improve. And, again, he's great already. But if we're putting him up there and saying clear-cut franchise player who can help you win a championship, that's number one. That's the number one issue for me. Yeah, I mean, it, it, the thing about it is that he's what makes him great is what is what sometimes makes him a frustrating player to watch. Yes, because yeah, he, true. you know, because he, you know, there was just a possession yesterday where you know Ant was isolated on the left wing, and there were three players: one at the elbow, one, you know, Jaron Jackson was coming from the opposite side, from the weak side, across the paint to load up in a low box, and then the player that was guarding him. And all three of these guys are loading up on him. And all he really needed to do was skip past the ball and I was reading the opposite side of the floor. And it makes the defense shift because, you know, Chris Finch will talk about second-side action. So, you know, if Ant has the ball on the first side and he throws it across the court, it's a second side. And then if Nas were to come back to Ant on the other side and get it to a third side, that's when you attack. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying, Chad. Yes. Like, a lot of times you have, you have to be – And he knows that, Jim. You have to distort defense. I know. I know he knows it. But at the same time, he can also bring the ball up the floor. Guys can load up on him. And he can still find a seam and dunk it. He had five dunks in the second half last night. I mean, Chad, it was was breathtaking to watch. And he can can beat – yes. Can he beat double and triple teams? Yes, he can. But, like – when it comes to playoff time or if it that, – that, that was the fourth quarter problems is that both he and Towns think they can do that. Mm-hmm. And that's when they start turning yes. it over. And the turnovers have been the biggest part of the, the, the you know, offensive inefficiency. So, so, yes, I mean, they can do it and they do do it. And so is there a time you, you should do it? Of course there's a time where you should do that. But there's – that's just the youth of being 22 years of age and having the head of the snake be a 22-year-old superstar, you know? Yeah, I mean, so, it's it's – Flips phrase, right? 
your greatest strength is also your greatest weakness. I mean, he said that 8,000 times when he started saying, I'm like, I got it, I got it. But it's true. But you know something, though, Chad, we sat there, we sat there a lot with, with Kevin Garnett, you know, and his greatest ticket was one thing he wasn't was taking over a game when you needed him to take mm-hmm. over a game. And, and, and to yep. your point, exactly. that's one thing that Tim Duncan had a great sense of when it was his time. Yes, was, was Tim Duncan a great passer? Did he, did he have other weapons on the floor that were – as good as almost as good as he was. I mean, Ginobili and Parker were were you know pretty clutch themselves, and all those bit players they had through the years they plug and play into San Antonio's system. But Duncan, when you needed a hoop, he would get it for you. And, the, the, yes. and KG was more of the I'm going to make the right play. Yes, yes. And so right. there's a difference I mean, there. And so yeah, that's probably my scarring too, because I can think of the Dallas series. I can think of so many of those series where. For the first 44 minutes of the game, going up against San Antonio Times, where Kevin clearly was the best player on the floor. Anyways, you know, he, he'd come into like the last four minutes and he'd have 19 points, 21 rebounds, seven assists. And you'd be like, <laughs> my God, is he amazing? And then when Peeler's out there and T Hud is out there and Rod Strickland's out there, and the ball goes to him on the block, and it's not eight feet He's from the hoop on the block. Now he's 14 feet in the block. And does he technically uh, precisely make the right pass to Gundars Vetra, who's open? Obviously, Gundars wasn't playing. Yes. And, I mean, you'd see me banging my head when we were working together. We'd look across each other and go, okay, ticket. Just it's time to force one here. And when you mention Ant and Cat, they're having a great regular season, right? Those two individually, collectively. Yes. But if you tell me my number one hesitation for this team, when it's game five, some series, okay, and it's 2-2 and the building's alive, are Edwards and Towns going to play the right way? That's what I don't know yet. Well, if you're, if you're an opposing team, I think that one of the things you try to do is you you might want to frustrate Carl Anthony Towns and, and make him, you know, get him frustrated so that he, he's looking to probably press the issue a little bit because that's where, where Towns kind of makes mistakes, right, is when he's he's not able to kind of, you know, uh, get, get going offensively. Uh, I think that he kind of presses then and then he kind of makes mistakes. And I would I would try to take away Towns, and I would obviously load up on, on Anthony Edwards and try to get the ball to his hands and see if someone else is going to beat you. Easier said than done, but yeah, that's right. going to be like that's, that's going to it. be where the rubber meets the road is where if 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 Carl Anthony Towns is going to play the right way when he's being frustrated and and when they're, you know, taking away his strengths on the offensive end of the floor. Okay, we we could talk more Wolves. Uh, we yeah. do multiple segments on it. But if a central character of Curb Your Enthusiasm passes away and we're on the air, we have to talk about it. So let's pause. Yep. Richard Lewis dies yesterday, heart attack. He's been battling Parkinson's, 76. We both absolutely love this show. For me, it's my clear-cut favorite. And, like, I, I'm, I'm sad. I never met him. I, I'm just overwhelmed by the outpouring of love for him. So someone on a show who in real life passed away, not on the show, but in real life passed away, and it, and it got to you a little bit. And also the combination of, of these two together, it was just so good, as it was with Larry David. Really, Larry David and almost everybody in the cast, but in particular, Richard Lewis, 
You want to share uh, some nominees with us? We'd love it. Jim Pete is here. Uh, analyst of the Wolves. Wolves, he'll be working with Michael Grady tomorrow on Bally's when the Wolves host Sacramento. Let's uh, let's talk Richard Lewis comedy, Curb, and other shows. 651-461-9226. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The theme song for the greatest show in the history of television, Curb Your Enthusiasm, a sad moment yesterday just as we finished. The news breaks that Richard Lewis, a successful comedian, Decade after decade after decade after decade, revered by his peers and purely brilliant on Kirby Enthusiasm, had passed away at the age of 76. So I asked people, tell me someone who was on a show and they died in real life. And it hurt you. It can be movies, too. So among the folks coming in, Pete, Jim Peterson with us, Phil Hartman. Uh, Anthony Bourdain, Robin Williams, also on Curb, Bob Einstein. All right, when you think of Richard Lewis on Curb, what comes to mind, Jim? Um, when Larry David stuck his nose in his coffee, when his the, the the Mocha Joe thing, and they were like talking about how hot the coffee is. <laughs> what are you a goose? <laughs> Yes. Oh, so the conversation good. they had when when uh, when 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 uh, Richard Lewis's girlfriend told Larry and Richard that she was going to have uh, her breasts reduced too. That was yes. That was hilarious. they're laughing. They're laughing at. <laughs> oh man, no, there's so many. But Richard Lewis, Chad. I mean, it, it, like it goes back to even like when when I was in high school, college. Like I don't know. I, he's been a comedian oh, yeah. that I've enjoyed for a long, long time. Yes. Because I've got a friend who reminds me a lot of him, my my buddy Michael Bank, who you know. You know Michael and David Bank because they oh, yeah. were Oak Ridge members yeah. with you. Michael yeah. Bank is Richard Lewis. Like he's kind of like he's kind of like that. He's kind of a little bit neurotic, a little bit, uh, you know, but he's got the same kind of affectations. And I just had lunch with Banky, by the way. And oh God, what a great guy! 
makes me laugh every time we're together. And, and that's why, I mean, I love Richard Lewis so much because that the, the culture that I grew up in was a lot of that same kind of Larry David and Richard Lewis, like hilarious laughing it was that we had. You're part of that whole lore too, because we started watching Curb Your Enthusiasm together back yes, in the day. Yes. Yes. Texture ads more coming in. James Gandolfini from Sopranos for sure. Yeah, I, I, I'm not I'm not I'm exaggerating zero. And it's an algorithm on any of these social media sites. So once I started, uh, you know, sad news and, and liking others, then I'm, I'm fed more of the clips. I, I, I saw it early in the day and then Adam said it to me, too. When Lewis's parakeet dies. OK. And Larry's assistant is saying that, you know, Richard wants to hear from you about the parakeet. Larry just sends like this very dismissive uh, tweet or text to him about his parakeet. And then Lewis sees him and he's so angry. He's so angry. Like, this is a tragedy. And then, you know, he, he Lewis is telling Larry he recognized you. He, re- he would say Seinfeld. He would say Seinfeld. And Larry's <laughs> imitating the parakeet about what he said. And then this is the fatwa season, okay, right? So this is, you know, because at the end of the text that Larry sends Lewis is, well, I'm alive, you know, and so now Larry's got his ma- – he's dressed up like – because he's hiding from the with the death sentence, and Richard Lewis sees him out and he goes, hey, at least I'm alive. You know, and what's brilliant <laughs> about the show is that – Ad-libs. Larry and, and, the, and the writers come up with the concept, okay, they don't mm-hmm. script lines. They just say, okay, Chad and Jim are going to be a- at this place, yeah. and you're going to talk about how Larry got in trouble at an ice cream store, which I did the other day. I'll have to tell you that story off air. And then they're just riffing. And the fact that these guys have been best friends for decades, and they're just razor sharp in their comedy instincts, I'd love just to see – the bloopers, what what didn't make it, I found somebody retweeted, and I retweeted it, 96 minutes of these guys going back and forth. It's an amazing skill to be like a trained actor, for sure. But, Jim, to have that ability, because clearly, I'm sure they brought people on that show, and they're like, oh, my God, no, he's an actor, he can't do it. But the ones who just have the ability to instinctively and have that wit, it's it's fantastic. Bob Epstein was was in that same vein too. Was one of the great, you know, storyteller, you know, joke tellers. Uh, oh, you know, Bob Epstein, just you know, Super Einstein. Dave, and like this, his his whole, yeah, just uh, just a brilliant addition to that. And that's one that's one that's a killer too because it's not the show's not the same without Bob Epstein. Like he's no. not it's not the same yeah. anymore, right? No, it's not. And, you know, character was was you know part of the whole chemistry of that show. Yeah. Without Bob Einstein, without Richard Lewis, you know, he's advertising this as the final year. And people have been kind of like, sure, what's going to happen is two years from now, he's got 50 stories in the barrel and he's going to bring them out. I think now with both these guys gone, I I now believe it's it. I'm, I'm bummed. But, yeah, because, I mean, the funk man. Because uh, if you told me the, the, the back-and-forth partnership – which I think I love the most. I mean, I might like Larry and Leon the best. I just, I think Leon's addition to the show gave it so much juice. But 
I mean, Larry and the Funk Man, Larry and Lewis, Larry and Susie, Larry and Jeff is the most common one. Um, it's just a super unique show, and we're just not going to see many other shows because people like control, Jim, right? The producer wants to be in charge. The director wants to be in charge. The writers want to say, this is my amazing writing, and sometimes they have amazing writing. But to allow these guys just to riff the way they do is uh, so good. Another texture. One show, remember, Richard and Larry went to buy the same bracelet at the same jewelry store right away in the morning to get there when the store opened. So much to remember. And even the fact that one of the last scenes they filmed together was Richard Lewis telling him "I'm what I'm going to leave you in my will. You know, and they're joking about that, knowing that Lewis in real life has Parkinson's and he, he struggled to be part of uh, just the limited amount he's in this in in the show this season. Yeah, the um, the tweet that I sent you was one that was like, you know, it's like uh, today he made me sob. For that, I'll never forgive him. The fact that yes. they were born in the same hospital three days apart. Um, yeah. The fact that they knew each other and they were lifelong friends. Um, and, you know, that's the way it seems because, you know, it's like when you're so close to somebody, like that's the way that, that my Kirby enthusiasm works because it's like a lot of these guys are just friends from way back. And, like, the way that that, uh, that Larry, you know, talks to them, like you can just tell they have this lifelong friendship and it's real. You know, it's hard to fake yeah. that. And his relationship yeah, right. with uh, with Richard Lewis was fantastic. It just is, it, it's, it's just a, it's an end of an era for sure. One last uh, Wolves item. Uh, they really didn't play that well in either game. This week, right? San Antonio or last night against Memphis. Sacramento and the Clippers this week. And now Sacramento, is De'Aaron Fox out for a while? I think he's day-to-day. I mean, he didn't play their last game, and it's a knee contusion, nope. so it, it could take him out. So, um, yeah, he, 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 I, don't, I don't know if he's going to be out for our game for sure. We'll find out tomorrow, obviously. Yeah. Let, let's say he plays. And then you get the Clippers, and, and I watched them in last night's game, although I, I turned it off before LeBron was LeBron. And, and they're supposed to be back. Paul George is supposed to be back. This will be a much better test, especially if Fox is back, to see, again, where this team matches up with playoff-quality teams. Yeah, I mean, the, the Sacramento Kings have played us tough, too. And, you know, uh, you, know you think about – things that can give our defense a problem. I think that, uh, especially Rudy Gobert in particular, like size and strength can give him problems, and speed can too, and that's where De'Aaron Fox has hurt us. Like when guys that race can race to the rim and get past Rudy, because a lot of times Rudy will let you know um, offensive players get past him. He can block their shots from behind. But like yeah, someone like De'Aaron up. Fox can get to the rim so quickly. And then with Sabonis, like Sabonis is strong. And Sabonis mm-hmm. will get into the body of Gobert and like get him in foul trouble. So, you know, this like what, what Sacramento is that they have not played well. And in fact, they've been kind of trickling and hide really this season, and especially lately. Um, and so, you know, they came here and played one of the best games of the season for them um, when they beat us here during the in-season tournament game that we had here at Target Center. And then we went there and and won one of the best games. You know, we picked like the top road games of the year. And so in my mind, the, the game at Sacramento was one of the top road performances 
just because of, of how well it was played and the Wolves played clutch at the end, and it was just a great energetic game. And that building, by the way, we were talking about how great Target Center is now. Golden One Center might be one of the hardest places to play in the league, especially in the Western Conference. Um, I think Madison Square Garden and and then Boston, like those two arenas are, are the two hardest buildings to play in noise-wise in the Eastern Conference, but I think Golden One Center is the hardest place to play in the league in the West. Yeah. They're fans. So, outside of, plotting, outside of this plotting power forward that I watched in the late 80s and 90s, they uh, – they're loud. For one, they, for one forgetful season. <laughs> that's, that's what it said. That's what it said in the Sacramento Bee. So good. That was, that was fantastic. All right. I got to go. Enjoy your day. We'll uh, we'll talk soon. Okay, Jed. Thanks. Jim Pete. He'll be with Michael Grady tomorrow on Bally's, the Wolves and the Sacramento Kings. My simple question for this one. In the state of Minnesota, Outside those who are proposing it, can I find one person who's raising their hand right now saying, oh, that's a great idea, a great idea. Everything else uh, in a similar way has worked out well. Let's do that again. I'm, I'm setting the over-under at .5 of a person, and I'm taking the under. What is it? I'll tell you in a moment. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 